This is Dare Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Welcome to Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara and yeah, this is my space where we can just nerd and geek out and talk about all things Hallmark Channel, whether it's their movies, their TV shows, their books, all of that. Can I tell you the current state of affairs? So my tongue, (laughs) I burnt my tongue. I literally just got finished cooking, like trying my hand at jambalaya And I think I put too much spice in it. (laughs) So not only is it too spicy, but it was also too hot, as in the temperature. And my tongue is just like, what are you doing, woman? (laughs) I put in, so on top of using Zatarain's jambalaya rice, I also seasoned the water with Caribbean curry powder, smoked paprika, a little bit of salt and some cayenne pepper. (laughs) And then I seasoned the chicken that I added to the jambalaya. I seasoned it with lemon pepper and Old Bay. So you have cayenne pepper, Old Bay, curry powder. (laughs) I don't know. I just wanted it to be as much flavor but it's 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 real it's good. It, I just I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm not built like my mom. My mom has the spice. Like she's from down south, so she this woman. I'll never forget this. We were at Chili's. Me, my mom, and my sister. She put hot sauce on habanero buffalo wings. This woman is crazy. And she she had a coughing fit. This is pre-COVID. She had a coughing fit. And then going to say, yeah, that there was good. <laughs> I'm just like this woman. Oh, my goodness. But I digress. How are you guys doing? We are on day four. The week is almost over. Did you guys watch the deckies that Deck the Hallmark did last night? You guys, I got my entire life. I truly believe that the deckies is our version of the Oscars. Like, (laughs) the shenanigans. That's all I'm going to... If you haven't watched it yet, the shenanigans... The award speeches, speeches, the jokes, the movies that Dan still roasted because he was so shocked that they got nominated. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it because it still is fresh. It's two hours and some change long. Uh, I did watch it live when it was live streamed last night, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's up on YouTube for you guys to watch. Oh, it was a treat. Me and one, me and a friend were DMing like during the whole live thing. It was, it was great. It was so, so great. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything, is there any other news? No, there's no other news outside of the deckies. Uh, GAC has their Harmony from the Heart coming up February 12th, which is the same night as Autumn Reese's installment of The Wedding Veil. Now, 
last time GAC competed with the first wedding veil. I'm like, it's, I'm grateful GAC isn't competing with the third wedding veil. <laughs> GAC competed with the first wedding veil by airing the Winter Palace the same night. This time around, they are airing Jessica Lowndes and J.C. Metcalf's movie. However, I will say I'm more excited about Autumn's movie because we are in Italy. <laughs> Have you guys seen that reel where the the um, the audio says, I heard the girls are being flown out to Aruba, Brazil, Italy, Cancun. <laughs> that one gets me every time. Okay. I digress. We are going to talk about the Hallmark Movies and Mystery movie, North to Home. This one aired January 9th, the day after the first Wedding Veil aired. And it stars Kimberly Sussad, Lindsay Fonseca, and Erica Durrance. I do want to mention, I said Tori DeVito last time. I don't know why. For some reason, Tori and Lindsay look alike to me. I just, I don't, I don't understand. But Tori is from The Christmas Promise and right before Christmas. And then Lindsay is from Next Stop Christmas, the train movie with our guy from Back to the Future. Christopher Lloyd. Um, she was in that one. And so in this movie, these three women play sisters. And guess we got Mama Chesapeake again, y'all. Miss Barbara Nevin is out here collecting checks and taking numbers. Do you hear me? I'm so grateful to keep seeing her on my screen. Especially because I'm still, you know, next week we're going to be getting back into Chesapeake Shores. So I'm just excited. I'm seeing her in my on my screen outside of the shores. It's it's a beautiful thing to see. So Barbara Niven's character, her name is Suzanne. So, so Suzanne, she adopted these three women when they were girls. Um, and based off of the trailer, we don't know, you know, the nature of their adoption, what happened, but there was an accident that her that their parents got into. Um, which is where Suzanne and her husband comes into play. They adopted the girls after the accident because it rendered them orphans. And so each of the sisters has something going on in their lives. So let's start off with Erica Durrance's character, who I believe is the oldest sister. Her name is Hannah. Hannah, she's a city slicker. She lives in New York. She's a workaholic. Um, she doesn't have time to spend with her family. She keeps canceling plans. Um, and there's something that she's worried about that you find that she's holding back. You can sense that in her eyes. Beth, played by Kimberly Sustad, she is your stay at home mom, burnt out, who's ready to get back into the workforce. And then Posey, played by Lindsay Fonseca, she's the adventurous younger, youngest sister who really doesn't want to stay home, but is kind of staying home because she feels like she has to and she doesn't want to let her parents down. So I'm going to be spoiling a lot. So if you haven't see, seen it, I would suggest you just stop right here. And then actually, let's do this. I'm going to take a micro break, right? I'm going to pause it right here and then get that'll give you the chance to watch the movie. And then I'm going to come back and we're going to chop it up. 
But let's set the scene for North to home. Suzanne is having her 60th birthday and all three daughters are coming back home to help her celebrate. However, they're each bringing some baggage with them. And I'm not just talking about luggage with their clothes in it, okay? <laughs> Let's start with the oldest, Hannah. Hannah, like I said, she's the workaholic city slicker. But she's been having issues prioritizing family and work. We see that she missed yet again her niece's recital or show and Beth is not having it. She, she, yeah, she's just not taking it anymore. So by the time that they arrive to Anchorage, Alaska, which is where their parents are, you can tell that Beth is still PO'd about that. However, Hannah, while she's there, (laughs) is literally working the entire time. So much so that she left her, she, um, Beth was having a conversation with her husband. They needed some time alone. And so Hannah said she'll watch the kids while they're out. And she turned away for a couple minutes to answer a work call. And the kids got into the icing and just got it all over themselves. She came back, Beth and her husband came back and she blew a fuse. Now, what Beth didn't know is that at the time Hannah found out that she was pregnant. But it was so confusing because when she found out, it was as if she didn't want to be pregnant. So I didn't know where the story was going to go because for most of the movie, she didn't tell her husband. And I'm just so shocked. I'm like, so when is she going to tell her husband? When are we going to find out? Like, when is everyone else going to find out? Her sisters found out before her husband. And then there's this lingering thing of her calling Suzanne, Suzanne instead of mom. And I I wish that they could have dove deeper into that and see, was there something with Hannah? Like, why wasn't she calling Susanna or Suzanne mom? Next, we have Beth. Oh, wait, before we get off of Hannah. So she didn't tell her husband until the end of the, basically the end of the movie, that she was pregnant and it was like it just wasn't satisfying to me the payoff for that for having him for having us as the watchers and viewers wait so long for her to tell him I don't think there was a significant payoff next we have Beth our burnt out stay-at-home mom so she is being courted by an old job uh, to come back and take over an account Now, her sisters and even her husband are telling her, like, you know, this boss treated you like trash. Why would you want to do that? But she's coming from the vantage point of, you know, I want to know that I still have it. I want to be around adults, which I know a lot of stay-at-home moms with kids can relate to. Those who, um, because I know that there are some moms who definitely want to stay at home and that is their business. But Beth is at a cross let's try that again Beth is at a crossroads where the kids are getting older and now she wants to explore some other options and what she does is behind her back she takes the job with her former boss and just didn't doesn't tell her husband now in the trailer they 
the way they cut it up and edit it, it makes you think that it was something deeper, more so like Hannah's situation. Like I'm thinking, oh, she got her tubes tied, didn't tell him or something like that. Cause they, he was talking about having another kid and they couldn't, I thought it was going to be something a little bit more dramatic than just her taking a job behind his back. So again, another bit of, uh, anti-climatic payoff, if you will. And then we have Posey. Posey is the youngest. She stayed in Anchorage, Alaska, whereas her other two sisters went on to do other things. She's working in the cafe with her parents and they are renting a guest house. They are renting the guest house to a guy named Luke, who's a travel writer, and him and Posey are getting closer together. Now, here's the big thing. Posey doesn't want to be there. She wants to be adventurous. She wants to just go off, be with, you know, climb mountains, do all this stuff. And further into the movie, she she has to come to grips with telling her mom that she doesn't want to take over the cafe and she has she doesn't want to stay in Alaska. Um then there's this kind of fourth conflict that comes in which I think didn't need to be there they gave Luke an ulterior motive and here is going to take us to the foundation of this movie the girls lost their parents when they were younger to an accident a climbing accident or actually it was an avalanche that happened on the mountain that their parents were climbing. And Suzanne was the one who was leading that expedition. So Suzanne felt it her fault that it happened and adopted the girls. There was another couple on that mountain. Q Luke. We don't find that out till the dinner table scene where they're about to have cake on her birthday. On her birthday. And I... The way that it was revealed, I was just like, what? I It wasn't a, it was more so like a, huh? I, d- I didn't feel like that was necessary. I feel like that was extra drama added. Much like the spice in my jambalaya. <laughs> it was just a little bit too much. <laughs> it was just a little bit too much. Um, I love Barbara Niven as a mom. I love the dynamic of the three sisters. I think this should have been a a TV series because I feel like things were buttoned up too quickly at the end. However, I do think this movie is worth watching. I want to see more from these characters. I want to see more from this family. I think Hallmark has laid the blueprint for a new TV series that they need to explore because we need more scripted television besides Chesapeake Shores and One Calls the Heart. I'm sorry, y'all. We just need more variety. We need more variety. And I feel like North to Home would give us that and keep the same name. Keep that same energy. Do like a science delivered thing and just make it a tv series like have the uh, initial movie and then make it a tv series and we can follow where posy goes as she comes back and forth home from expeditions if she wants to eventually settle like we can explore her potentially wanting to settle down somewhere and uh, you know does she in, is is luke her end-all be-all mate and then exploring Hannah as a mom, how she has to adjust as this career, ambitious, hustling woman, how she changes as a mother. 
and even Beth her exploring her and seeing more of her how she um balances being a a working mother and the like there's so much here and I am hoping Hallmark if you're listening by some happenstance of a chance please you have this is this is it and it is for that reason alone that I'm giving this um I'm giving this movie four crowns because this they literally laid the groundwork for a TV show. Legit. And I, I, and I would watch it. <laughs> I would watch it. Posey can be the one who's exploring different romantic interests. We can see what the mom and the dad does. Do they retire? Who do they leave the cafe to? There's so much here. There's so much here that I think Hallmark can explore. And I hope that they do. There were some little callbacks, or I should say there was one callback to Chesapeake Shores, which I thought was cute. At least I don't know if they meant to do this, but in Chesapeake Shores in season two, um, the there's a fairy garden in the backyard that the grandma built. That was a tradition that she went through with all of the kids where they said, you know, you keep, the fairies are sleeping and so on and so forth. And then in here... Uh, the women, they, the sisters, they take Beth's kids, the daughters to fairy Creek and show them a fairy garden and talk about legends and folklore and all, you know, all this other stuff. But I thought that that was so interesting being as though Barbara Niven plays a mom in both. I just thought that that was a cool link. The, the scenery is gorgeous the shots that they were able to get were gorgeous y'all this is a this is this was a good movie this was a good movie it is dramatic um the 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 most dramatic part at the end where the sisters are kind of having it out and bearing their hearts to one another that seems to be a little bit too much for me um I'm more so teared up when like I said when Hannah told the mom that they were pregnant that part I teared up on I was like whoa that that was good um north to home is solid and I cannot stress enough I cannot stress enough how much I wish this was a tv show um because I've and this is just my heart for Hallmark in general I see so much potential in the network that it can be it can it can have such a variety of programming than just its movies and playing reruns of Monk and Diagnosis Murder and Golden Girls or Frasier. Like, there's there's so much more that the Hallmark Channel can bring to family-friendly entertainment. Even in the sense of, like, with them having, like, they have their period drama with When Calls the Heart. They have their modern drama with Chesapeake Shores. But give give us options. You know what I'm saying? Give us options. Um... And I feel like North to Home would be a dope option, a beautiful option for another scripted series. And it would give regular work to um, Kimberly Sustad because I feel like she's she's a beautiful unicorn. We don't see her much throughout the year. We only saw her last year during Nine Kittens of Christmas. So this would give steady work for Kimberly and then 
Mama Chesapeake will be collecting yet another check, especially if they, if they, uh, what's the word? If they renew crossword mysteries. Bruh Nevin is out here collecting checks. Do you hear me? She is out here collecting checks and I'm here for it. Well, you guys, that pretty much sums up my thoughts with North to Home. What did you think about it? You can let me know through leaving a voice message. There is a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where you are able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts. Let me know what you thought about that movie. Let me know what do you think, should you, do you think Hallmark should have other scripted television programming? And if so, what types? Do you think Hallmark should get comedy, more romance, maybe instead of a drama, something more lighthearted? What what type of scripted programming would you like to see on Hallmark, if any? Let me know and leave me a voice message. Also, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Be sure to subscribe and also rate and review this podcast. What that does is it not only helps me out, but it also helps others out in letting them know that there's other Hallmark podcast content for them to consume. And lastly, the YouTube channel. So with every podcast episode that I have released this week, there is a... um, what's it called? A companion? (laughs) There's a companion YouTube video. I talk about things a little bit differently in the sense that there I'm more animated. I mean, you can see my facial expressions with some things. And also for all of the Christmas movies that you don't see here, I reviewed them on the YouTube channel. So during Countdown to Christmas, I split my time between the podcast and the YouTube channel. So be sure to check that out if you haven't already. And then last, lastly, PPS, I done released a novella. Wow. It still feels, I still have to get used to that. My novella, Chasing Wind, is on Amazon. And really quick, what it's about, we have our main character, Sydney. She, through a series of events, she ends up getting the life that she's always dreamed of. But is it everything that is cracked up to be? So it's available for ebook and print on Amazon. There will be a link in the show notes. And guys, I look forward to talking with you tomorrow about the latest. We are final. We'll be finally caught up with all of January's Hallmark New Year new movies with Don't Forget I Love You. So I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>